The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca, and on today's show, I'm so pleased to have somebody I'm a huge fan of and have been a fan for so many years, and he always waves the flag of pro wrestling no matter what he does, and that is the great David Arquette. Dave, what's going on, man? What's up, Dave? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, surprised that you didn't wear your Dave Lagreca guy T-shirt, but that's okay. You know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gotta get that off. Get the cobwebs off that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interviewed Tony Katane and I sent her a shirt, and I was like, "Oh, I was hoping you'd wear the shirt." She's like, "Yeah, I think it's in my garage somewhere in a box." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, it's good to know that uh, you wear it every once in a." In the wrestling game, you do get a lot of shirts. <laughs> shirts <know>. become <laughs> shirts become everything everywhere. It's like oh, <laughs> it's just it's almost it used to be tape trading back in the day. Now it's shirt trading. It just kind of like yeah, get shirts from everybody, and that's that's been my um my wardrobe during this entire uh, pandemic. Is every day. I wear a different wrestling T-shirt, and I'm wearing a Tasha Steel <laughs> shirt today. It's like that's good. That's good. We we were talking before before the show how like I really haven't matured at all since eighth grade. Like everything <laughs> that I liked in eighth grade are the same things I like here as I'm 49 years old. Yeah, me too. Even like some things I liked when I was five, I still love. <laughs> <laughs> so, so during this whole time and like you know obviously we're going through this pandemic and COVID-19 it's completely put the world on pause like what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself busy and keep yourself sane during this time well we, we did a few things we did a few projects um uh sorry we, we did um a film called Ghost of the Ozarks. It's one of the first films they shot during, like, at the beginning of COVID, which was interesting. Uh, and uh, Eric Rowan, Joseph Rudd is in that. Wow. So uh, that was really cool to be able to get him and work with another professional wrestler. He's tremendous in the film. He's really a great actor. So that was fun. And then, um, yeah, and then we just did a pilot in Memphis just uh, with uh, Dre London and Post Malone producing, my wife producing. So we've been trying to stay busy. It's been a hustle. A couple yeah. auditions on Zoom, that kind of thing. It's pretty <laughs> brutal. It's the brutalist. It's like, oh, oh, it's such a bad way to try to... Because acting's all about being real. You have to mm-hmm. find those moments, those real, real moments. That's what I love about wrestling, like, Sometimes people give it a thing where it's, you know, not real or this or that, but the the beauty of wrestling is when you're 
in these situations and you really tap into real emotion. Like me and RJ City, whenever we do our thing, he'd apologize. He'd cut a promo just kind of taking me down, apologizing to everyone there for, you know, me being here and, you know, he's humiliated and all this stuff. <laughs> but uh, there's no, he, he, he turned to me and said, you are the most talentless person I've ever met. <laughs> he says it right up in my face and I know he means it back there. And it just makes me upset every time. So when you can tap into those moments, those real true like emotions, or, you know, when you can get an audience to gasp, it's really beautiful. You know, it's funny you say that because you talk about RJ City. You guys have had a tremendous relationship, and you've been touting RJ City for a long, long time, and it's kind of cool that he's finally kind of getting his due. But I know yeah. doing the show, and I do the show with Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray, and they're all the extremely best. different. All three are different. But Bully Ray, man, sometimes he has a gift of just getting under my skin. He knows, like, the right thing. to, And I don't know if it's on purpose or if it's intentional, but he just knows the right thing to say or the wrong thing to say at the right time or vice versa. And I think that's the, that's the kind of like the beauty of pro wrestling is that you really don't know. Like the lines are such a shade of gray. You really don't know, you know, what's reality and what's not sometimes. Yeah, especially guys like Foley. <laughs> There's an element of, uh, you know, yeah, like not like living the gimmick, but <laughs> I don't know. There's some tough characters in wrestling <laughs> you come across them. What have been some of those toughest characters that you've kind of come across? Because people, I, I mean, I, I've always appreciated you. Like people bring up like you winning the world championship. Like, oh my God. Like I always saw it for what it was. Like here's a guy is an actor is has created a buzz for himself he's mainstream and now he's taking pro wrestling into the mainstream with him and you were uh, you know doing talk shows and everything else kind of waving the flag i always saw it as something that was really great for pro wrestling and i just think in the, in the span of time people look differently at it but I, I didn't feel that way at all when it happened yeah it was funny it's a storyline you know what i mean it's like um but I get it. Like when my, I should have, it's a typical first instinct thing. Cause my first instinct was, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. At the time I thought it was a great thing for pro wrestling. And then in the span of time, kind of people's perception kind of changed over time. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely the end of an era and the end of a brand. And I still don't know why they don't bring the big, gold belt back into running. I just think it'd be funny no matter where it went. Like whoever's got the rights to it. I don't know how that works, but uh, it would be cool to see that belt back in the, <laughs> I don't know, just keep the history going. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's, but it's funny. And, and in your documentary, uh, you cannot kill uh, David Arquette. And you really can't. Um, um, <laughs> you, you know, you've been through a lot, but, you know, like there's people like on the documentary that are like, oh, my God, he won the world championship. And, you know, people have to bust their ass to get that opportunity. And he kind of was just handed opportunity. But those are the same people that are getting your autograph and getting asking you for an eight by ten. So it's kind of funny how that works, too. Yeah, totally. Totally. I don't know. It's, 
when you don't take it all too seriously, you know what I mean? Even if somebody's pissing you or doesn't get you, it doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't really matter. None of it really matters. So, you know, I was always one of the weirdest things after a wrestling match. I always feel like, well, we did something. (laughs) 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 Not exactly sure what it was. Like, we did something. I mean, we entertained the people for sure. But you feel like you actually accomplished something. But in actuality, it's absolutely nothing. (laughs) I mean, you say that, but I think like the word I thought of, you know, watching the documentary is respect. You wanted to come back and kind of get respect from the fans, get respect from people in the industry. And I think you earn that respect. You know, one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is about the death match you're in, because we're going to see a, you know, exploding barbed wire death match on uh, Revolution on Sunday. But like, yeah, don't you feel like best. you kind of earned that respect when you did what you did? Yeah, that's sort of why I went back. What I really learned ultimately that, that it, and it's really goes down to acting in my, my regular business or just in general, just it's always about, it's more about respecting yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ultimately is all about that. So it really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter what people think or, and anyone can feel or think any way they can. It's how you take it or whatever. But yeah, having discovering the confidence and 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 sort of pushing myself to that limit and really sort of challenging myself and believing in myself that was a big journey what i ended up learning what i had to learn then it makes you know things you know it makes it easier not to lose your cool about a lot of stuff you know what i mean because you don't care quite as much anymore but uh i think that comes with age too <laughs> you start you know things don't yeah, you, you learn where to pick your battles. You know, that's a really uh, smart thing you just said there, because I think you're, you're right. I think it comes with age. I think, you know, when you're younger, you're you're trying to get everyone to like you and you're trying to get everyone to respect you. And then at the end of the day, as you get older, it only really matters about what you feel about yourself and how you feel about yourself and, you know, the people that are close to you. And and it's almost at the point, and I know for myself too, I really don't give a shit what people think about me at this point. As long as my family and myself, I can, at the end of the day, be satisfied with what I'm doing. I think that's all that really matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you, you end up like seeing that, I don't know, especially when you go through crazy stuff or, you know, you, I don't know, you through heavy times, you tend to see like, who's really there and you know it tends to be that close group around you so then no one else really matters i mean you know you want to be respectful mm-hmm. we have an, an i have a nightclub in la or you know up until pandemic and everything called bootsy bellows and you know you used to go and people would be tough guys and this and that and you could get them kicked out or whatever but there's also a way of diffusing the situation where you're just like, hey, man, I learned this one thing where I turn, oh, because you're always bumping into people like going through yeah. places. And you always just come with like, oh, sorry, no disrespect. And for some reason, whenever I'd say that, it just kind of diffused the situation before it went anywhere. Then you end up buying them a drink or something. And it's amazing how it could have been a really bad situation that you're going to regret it later to something that, 
turned out to be friendly and you don't even think about later on. It's crazy how life works in that way. Like one second can go one way or the other. I, I want to get more into yeah. your into your love and respect to pro wrestling because uh, the documentary I think is fantastic and and it re- I really I've watched it multiple times already. It's at the point where my wife sees me watching it and she's like, "All right, turn it off already." I get it. I get it. You're a fan. Stop. Um, Thank you. But, but what's the reaction been like? I mean, what are some of the how are people reacted towards the documentary? It's been a trip, man. It came out like we were supposed to go to South by Southwest. We were going to have a great event with Effie there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are going to uh, wrestle Effie and all this stuff. We had a good thing planned, but then it got shut down. So kind of like, you know, it, it was tough. It was a tough way to release a film, you know, just uh, in this new time and but it's had some longevity it's kind of it's on hulu right now and uh and so that was good i mean it's been interesting i learned a lot through the process i mean the death match was really a intense intense experience and even in that like i don't i'm not breaking really any news here but uh we have a dark side of the ring coming up pretty soon where I did an interview for it. So you'll get the sort of whole story there. But um, yeah, it was, it was a sort of life-changing experience. <laughs> I really kind of captured my life. Like right after that death match, I kind of went into a dark place. And that's actually when I visited you guys in New York at the busted open, uh, you know, uh, thing we did up there. And um, it was just a really sort of, kind of i don't know a lot of like therapy a lot of you know addiction issues a lot of sort of stuff came to a head you know and um i don't know coming out the other side it's just been a lot easier a lot sort of i don't know i have a lot more gratitude toward life makes it a lot easier to kind of roll with the the world but uh so do you regret it do you regret doing it the death match yeah. Not really, because it kind of accomplished what I, I wanted it to. You know, one of the main things about when I did win the championship is that I wasn't tough. I wasn't, you know, I'm not a wrestler. You couldn't. So I wanted to prove myself that way. And uh, and I walked into that room uh, and they hated me. <laughs> you know, they really did hate me. It wasn't the same reaction I was getting anywhere else. It was like... You know, they were like lame, you know, but by the end they were cheering, you know, and I give that up to Nick as much as anything. And, uh, you know, the thing kind of went off the rails. I really get into it a lot more on the dark side of the ring, but, um, you know, and it was my fault that I pulled his legs when I wasn't su- supposed to, which caused me to get my neck cut. But, um, he's a really talented wrestler, like no joke. He's, he's super talented, really skilled. I hope some of the big companies give him a look. I know like he could be kind of like, Oh, like, you know, maybe hesitate or something, but they really should give him a look. I love what Eddie Kings is doing. I love like all these guys, you know, I love AEW. I love, uh, I love, you know, all, all the brands NXT. It's like, you know, so, uh, I don't know. I'd love for one of those companies to give them a look and, and just sort of get past the scary part <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, as much as anything else, he, he's also, you know, uh, playing a, not playing a role, but, uh, 
he's a professional wrestler. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah. You know, the moves that we did, the stuff that we did, when we did it was, it was solid and not, you know. <laughs> no, no, I, I get he's skilled. He's, he's tremendously skilled and you're, and you're right. And you mentioned AEW, David, and we're going to see on Sunday that exploding barbed wire death match uh, with John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And when I first heard it, I, I really wowed me because I was a big fan of FMW back in the day. And, you know, I was a big fan of that type of match. And I never thought we would see it here in the, in the States like this with a major company. And are you, were you surprised when you heard that this match was going to go down at Revolution? Yeah. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> I've been gotten into some of that. Stuff. You know, I, I like... <laughs> When I did my death match, I wasn't. I'd looked up a few. I, st- I saw Sick Nick Mondo's documentary, a few <laughs> other things. I was watching some some clips and stuff, but I wasn't totally like aware of all the depth that it goes in Mexico mm-hmm. and and Japan. So, uh, you know, I always thought it would be, you know, if you can tolerate pain to a certain degree, you know, you can get through those things you know what i mean it is an exercise and just kind of adrenaline and 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 kind of um you know just making it through <laughs> not passing out like say that to myself a few times in the wrestling room don't pass out don't pass out like, you know the, it's getting the lights are getting really bright right now just it's, take it's, a it's, deep it's- breath it's crazy when you talk about it because you just mentioned about the crowd reaction when that death match was over. And I'm thinking seeing in you in the condition that you were in when you were leaving that ring, like literally bleeding to death, like in your mind, like were you like, Oh my God, like I need to get, I need help. Or were you like, wow, listen to this crowd. They really love me now. Like what was going <laughs> through your mind when you were leaving the ring that night? I was pretty fit, so I was like, I wanted to kind of fight, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, I felt like I, I just was so like uh, at a disadvantage because I knew I wasn't bleeding out at that point. I had left the ring, and and uh, Luke Perry was there. I didn't see him, but I heard him. He said, "Davy, it's Luke." I said, "Luke is it pumping?" he said it's not pumping so i knew i wasn't like gonna bleed out but i also knew that something funky was going on because it hit my neck muscle because my neck muscle was all kind of rolling up and stuff so uh yeah i um i there's so many weird things that go through your head it really do your life flashes before your eyes you're like if this is it you know, like, well, that's life. You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> I don't know. You see all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of happy to be alive. But then it was like the the energy of the room, how it like, you know, we went through all kinds of like <laughs> things together in that match. It was like real like fear from the audience and like, you know, you know, a place that was screaming goes dead silent. <laughs> you hear somebody's like, you know, is he gonna die? <laughs> you like hear that? <laughs> like, it was like clearly, but um, yeah. So I don't know. It was a trip. I'm. I don't. I don't regret it. I regret some of my actions. You know, I was. It was kind of earlier. I mean, it was sort of midway in my whole journey. But I learned a huge lesson there, and that's always stick to the plan. Even if stuff starts going off, uh, roll, 
you know, someone kind of starts clocking you, you kind of have to stick to the plan because if you don't, you know, there's really a lot more worse things could happen. Uh, you mentioned Luke Perry, and, and obviously we, we lost him, and his son's a part of AEW. How proud are you watching his son perform week in and week out on AEW Dynamite? Incredible, man. He's just such a great guy, such a great head on his shoulders. He's just solid. The way he dealt with, you know, I've lost both my parents, so it's <laughs> really hard times for me, and obviously for him too, but the way he dealt with it was just in such a, you know, kid doesn't smoke or drink, so he's just like got a really clear head on his shoulders, and just kind of dealt with it in a real dignified kind of tough wrestler way. Which, uh, yeah, you know, but he's also got a heart of gold, the guy. So I, uh, I'm excited to see what he does in a wrestling ring, what he does in front of a movie camera. I just think he's going to be a huge star, and is. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure his dad's you know, looking down and watching him. It's it's a shame that he wasn't able to see him on, you know, on this grand stage on TV each and every week. And I always, I always say that about my own father. Like my father never got to meet my wife. My father never got to see me get into radio and do this show. And it's just like, damn, I just wish, you know, he was able to see this. But I'm sure he's looking down at Jungle Boy and really enjoying, you know, the work that he's doing each and every Wednesday. Totally. I had this one experience when I was looking at my son, Charlie, after he was born and I was sitting there and thinking, holding his head in my hands. I was thinking, oh, man, I wish my mom and dad could see him. And I pulled this overwhelming feeling that they were just looking at him right there. Like they were there's no real you know what I mean? There's you know, there's different, I guess, you know, levels of existence or consciousness. But uh I don't know. I think we're all a lot more connected than any of us really know. I don't know. At least I like to think about that. There's a few things that I do to like kind of get me through stuff. Like gratitude's a big one. Like it sounds corny, but if you can just like even like the wind, like if you just start finding appreciation in things, it kind of like starts washing away some of the some of the heaviness. Yeah, I mean you got to appreciate the moment and appreciate what you have. Um, when it comes to wrestling, has it been difficult for you to watch wrestling now? I know a lot of fans, you know, during this era where there's no fans in attendance, you know, you got the Thunderdome. They're trying their hardest, but has it been difficult for you to watch wrestling during the pandemic? Man, uh, a little bit. I mean, it's also really helped kind of help me get through it. You know, there's been uh, some great stuff, you know, seeing the OAW thing come up has been pretty awesome. Like, that was brilliant to to watch, but yeah, it's been hard. Um, Charlotte Flair cut such a good promo the other. Oh week man, last week Woo. that was really like that to me was really like you know moments of wrestling history that happened that are like boom, it happens right there. You know, Bobby Lashley winning that's really exciting on a on a Raw. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, yeah. thought, I think there's been some kind of cool stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I've loved it. I mean, uh, I have a good, can't wait. But it does make it harder to watch, though. I mean, some of the stuff, because you know how painful everything is now and certain moves and certain things. Like, like even a backbreaker, like, you know, you don't know, like, how much that would hurt. It just depends on how you hit it. But if you hit it on your, like, kidney 
Oh, there's just so many little things that happen in a wrestling ring that are just like so painful. Like even just bumps. Like I was like, I, I was excited to kind of keep keep going and doing a little more wrestling. But then when the movie came out, I kind of love that it lives in that that world now. <laughs> because watching it back, I don't know, it'd take a lot to then <laughs> get back up to ring shape. And, you know, a it's year a later. Oh man, Ooh. my neck is still jacked up from Jerry Lawler's pile driver. I swear, <laughs> uh, and just a bunch of other stuff. Just the bumps in general, that whiplash thing. Just oh, I can't imagine. You put your body through a lot, man. Like when you Ooh, scenes tough. in Mexico doing the lucha stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, like seriously, man. Like on the street stuff. doing that stuff. That was cool. Oh. I'm sure it was fun, but you put your body to the test during those yeah, times you got it man yeah that's your whole <laughs> that's what you do when you do the you commit to it it's pretty it's intense though it's adrenaline really gets you through and and uh you know being up to speed like training like you know it's fine if you're doing it you know you're constantly doing it in your in like ring shape you're working out in the gym every day you're you're doing all your roles and all your hitting the ropes but uh once you sit off for a while, you go back in. It's just like I'll throw my back out the first bump I take. I'm just my body's not, you know, up to. I'm fifty. I'm almost fifty years old. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting there, man. I'm going to be fifty before you are. My birthday's in July, so I'm going to hit fifty before you do. And uh, even getting out of bed in the morning, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> what? What is this? Like, how can I feel this way? You know, it's embarrassing, oh, but. Know. <laughs> I know DDPY, baby. <laughs> Stretch it out, Hulk. <laughs> you gotta do it. That's the those kind of things are really good. Just to sort of do the even, you know, just stay somewhat in shape. Just doing your stretches and yogaish stuff and work out a little. Um. And and it doesn't necessarily mean you know pro wrestling, but even in your acting career, is there is there one moment that you're most proud of? Oh man, I got to work with Marlon Brando once, which was really awesome. That was That's like amazing. getting to work with a hero. That was just the whole day was amazing. But um, proud of stuff. I'm not exactly sure. There's a few films that you know people don't know as much about that are. You know, some of the indie things. There's something called Dr. Bird's Sad Advice. Just Dr. Bird's Advice to Sad Poets that's out right now on Amazon Prime, which is a really cool little film. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for people to see Scream, uh, the new Scream that's coming out. That'll come out in January 2022. That was really a, to be able to play a role for 25 years. Wow. You know, grow you know throughout that time it's just kind of an interesting dynamic because you don't really get that opportunity a lot of the time you connect with the character and you know cast members that you know one that i have the daughter with <laughs> makes it for a really unique experience in a in a film to like you know play a character for so long so that's been that was really fun i got to do that during this whole time period too so I mean, it tells you who you are as a person, too, because like you talk about, 
you know, you know, your ex-wife, like you still have a relationship with and still have respect for and still care for. I mean, you know, not a lot of people can say that a lot of people, when they go through something like that, there's a lot of hatred and, and, and there's a lot, you know, a lot of drama, but man, you, that tells you, I think how, what kind of person you are, David. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, I always feel bad about people going through really hard divorces. Sometimes it's inevitable, but more than more times than not, people are going to spend a ton of money on lawyers rather than each other and sort of uh, maintaining that respect for each other. Cause then when you, when you, whenever you battle, it's just a, I don't know. I think really like those kind of battles are, are pretty much all the time waste of time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the negative stuff we go through, even arguing, even having friends that you kind of go like this with, it's better just to let them go and then, you know, constantly kind of have to, you know, battle. But even, you know, you know, get it going into a courtroom, getting all digging up dirt and all that stuff. Sorry. No, no, all good. Yeah, um, that- actually, actually, a question I was going to ask you, but I think you might already answered it because you said you worked with Marlon Brando. What was a bigger thrill, working with Marlon Brando or working with Ric Flair? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, were, I was, I guess, I was. I think I was a little more nervous about Marlon Brando. It was just because he, as an actor, was just sort of my idol. With Rick, I was just more of a fan. <laughs> I was just like, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, uh, you know, just hearing him tell stories. And, you know, he was really cool. He was great. He was, he is a great guy. And Wendy, his wife's amazing. Oh. So, yeah, so good, right? It's yeah. really funny, like, in this, in this business where you start meeting some of the people, like Hacksaw's wife, Deborah, I think is her name like certain people were just just so nice and really kind and like a lot of these ladies that had to deal with these crazy wrestlers they were like pretty sweet and supportive of christina too what she had to go through and dealing with what you go through when you have to go through all this stuff you know Especially when you're not a fan. Like I know my wife didn't know anything about professional wrestling until she, she, she was with me. So meeting a lot of these people, not understanding or knowing these people and seeing some of the stuff, it, it is a shock to the system when you don't grow up watching it. Yeah, totally. And by the way, you kind of have to stay up on it. You miss a week or two. You kind of like fall behind on stuff. Like wrestling's like a serialized thing. It's not, you know, when you check out for too long, you're going to miss some good storylines. Like, what? The New Day broke up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why you got to listen to Busted Open, man. You got to listen to Busted exactly. Open to keep you updated on everything that's going on. Absolutely. Um, I'm surprised that you haven't done like uh, a pro wrestling podcast or like, um, you know, commentating for an organization. Cause yeah, I think you would be perfect for that. I'm terrible at commentating. I mean, I could be the, the funny joke guy, like come up with things on the fly, but, uh, yeah, it's a whole skill set in its own, all the you cutting promos, like certain things I've never really had, like the you know the whatever wwe performance center kind of experience so i've never like gone through a proper uh, uh 
promo class. I haven't gone through, you know, extensive, like any kind of training that I did. If I went and got a gymnastics trainer or whatever, it was all sort of on my own, just kind of piecing it all together. So, uh, yeah, that would have been fun to be able to sort of go in and really learn that stuff because you got to learn. I mean, I got to ref one time in, in uh, where was it? Uh, Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, Pittsburgh for Katie Arquette, a wrestler up there who had my name as her gimmick. <laughs> and she became the champion and I was the, uh, I was the ref for that. So <laughs> that was fun. That's are you talking about nervous? I did that at House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's uh Tommy yeah. Dreamer's place. And like, dude, he was like before the match, he's like, All right, we're gonna do this and this, and then we're gonna do this, and then this is gonna happen. And I'm like, oh my god, like I, I don't remember anything he said when I got into the ring. And then as the referee, you kind of have to, you know, coach the match along and stuff like that. I was like a deer in headlights. I was so scared. I know, it's really scary. <laughs> all and, and it's all like things like that along the way little things that you know these little horrifying moments like yeah you kind of have to really kind of it's weird it's uh it's almost like you have to learn it in the ring like yeah i mean you so you can hear certain things people can help teach you you can watch and learn hear stories but until you start getting in there and you know figuring it out on the fly or like you know even like one of my favorite things about wrestling is that when you're wrestling you you know you time just is a whole different thing like move super fast in there you have to learn to just calm yourself down slow everything down and just like be in the moment like when you do start getting to that place then you're like oh this is how they do it <laughs> you know you're not like panicking or like you know losing all your air <laughs> did so you have an opportunity when you were wrestling to like live in the moment and like appreciate it because i'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff going through your head like but did you take like consciously take a moment say wow and really take it in yeah i uh i did a show at the comedy store which was pretty fun they did it, uh, yeah, they did it for, like, Kill Tony, this this podcast, like, this group, the four, not the four horsemen, I forgot what it, the four storemen, like, comedy store. But um, that was really fun. It was with a guy named Bull, a wrestler who came out as the shock master. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Rodney Dangerfield's birthday, and it was kind of full circle for me because a lot of my wrestling, like, even like with if you watch the documentary with like uh, the Andy Kaufman switch and like because that was always a thing for me like I was always a fan of his I always loved this obscure like his obscure connection to wrestling I doubt it went way deeper than I really knew about and then just the whole Memphis stuff and then you start like just learning all this stuff so there was always that that's why I really want uh jerry lawler to give me a pile driver and just sort of have that moment like you know and um and he's the actor killer <laughs> so he's just gonna he's he's beat us all he can't get the king uh, so no it was just always fun and then so then to end up at the comedy store like it just felt very i don't know there was something fun about it and i was in a 
I, that match specifically, I was able to really kind of just loosen up and, you know, just do a good show. That's cool. Take my That's time. Cool. That's awesome. Again, the name of the documentary is You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And David, I always love talking to you, man. Thank you so much for the time. I'm I'm glad you're in a great place, and I'm glad you and the family are good, and uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, you too, brother. Thank you so much. I love love your show and everything you do. Thanks, David. Later, brother. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.